business meetings for the state office all week at, or weekend in Columbus has really gotten into me a little bit. But anyway, if you have your Bibles this morning, if you'll turn to James chapter 5, we're going to conclude our, 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 our look at the book of James this week because the Lord has finally opened up the opportunities to move on. Can I get an amen? Preaching series are great, but sometimes it's nice to get a little change up and let God say there's a new direction coming. But if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to look at verses 13, and that's it. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you're not, say, I'm not. I got one. Oh, yeah, who's not? <laughs> okay. We are going to put it up on the screen if you don't have it pulled up, too. But anyway, we'll go ahead and get to it. And it, what it says is, if anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Father God, Lord, right now, I just ask that you let this word be what you need it to be to those that hear it today, Lord. Opening up the hearts, Lord, that they would be softened enough to hear the message that you've given for us today, Lord, that we would go a little bit deeper with you, Lord, as we will love you a little bit longer, Lord, and a little stronger, Lord, than we ever have, Lord, as we trust you wholeheartedly. Lord, I praise you for what you're doing in this place. I give you all the glory. Just get me out of the way and you take over, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. But anyway, I'll be honest. When God said I have to do one verse and it was that verse, I mean, I'm like, God, this is kind of duh, right? If anyone among you is suffering, let them pray. And if you have cheered, let them praise. I was like, God, where do you want me to go with this? And he says, I want you to go and actually just be real with everybody in their stance and where we're at as a nation and as a people and as, as a society. Because what I have realized is, is that even though that might seem so obvious for most of us, it's not. Because it's so easy to understand that, that when everything's going wrong and everything's hitting the fans, so to speak, we always look to other avenues to try to find hope. Before I was saved, I'd get stressed out. I'd probably go drink a, 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 a beer and smoke about five cigarettes and just go, I don't know what to do. And then I'd start just pacing around and have no hope. I would just try to comfort it. I would just try to mitigate where I was at so it wouldn't overtake me. How about you? Have you ever had those situations where you've been so overwhelmed and suffering with something and you don't know where to turn? Have you ever dealt with a, 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 this, this obstacle that you're looking at and you're like, what am I going to do about it? And you have no other options. But then all of a sudden, something within you just says, just pray. Even non-believers have that gumption sometimes. Even people that are struggling that don't walk wholeheartedly with God will do that. I'm sure people during the hurricane that hit in Florida recently with all that destruction that happened, all the people that were not knowing what to do that they thought was going to be safe, but then all of a sudden they ended up in a nightmare. And if they didn't know God, all of a sudden they started saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. As Christians, we know to do so. As Christians, we know that when, when everything seems like it's going wrong, we're like, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I just need you to do something. 
But there's power in prayer that we need to unlock, the power in prayer that we need to grasp a hold of. Brother Kenny even said what I was going to say, that we have not because we ask not. That's scripture. That's, that's truth. That's something that's so powerful if we would just connect with it and relate with it a little deeper. Because what we have to understand is that we are great and mighty in many ways, but we are not all that. I know I say that a lot. We're not at all. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. My wife, I tell her she's perfect, but she's still not perfect in all ways. I love my wife in every aspect. I adore her with everything I have, but I know she's got imperfections. She's got to deal with me. That's probably one of it. But the truth is, we live in a world where we suffer. I wish that when I accepted Jesus, everything was smooth sailing all the time. I wish that the second I said, Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life, the, the road turned gold, I never had an issue with my bank account, and everything was perfect, and every relationship was perfect. But what I've learned is it's in the suffering that I find that I have to go to hope, that we have to, to seek after something with depth. And what God is trying to tell the church today is that, that prayer is that ability to unlock the power that we need today. That's why I love Tuesdays when we get in here and we start praying, God, come into our communities. God, come into this church. God, affect our unsaved loved ones. God, change the stripes of, of suffering that we're dealing with. Heal the sicknesses. Heal the cancers. Do what you can do and do the miraculous. We're coming in to this place and we're asking God to do what we cannot do. It's got the power to do so. But prayer is not so simple. Prayer is complicated. Can I say that again? We think prayer is simple, but prayer has so much complication to it if we would actually understand the whole connection to it. Because one thing I want to tell you right now is prayer is unique to every person. Sister Phyllis can pray one way, and I'll pray a completely different way. It's still going up to heaven, but God still connects with it, but it doesn't sound the same. Just like me and Brother Jack. Jack will pray one way at Bob Evans on Monday mornings, and I'll pray another way, and we're just like, okay, God, just give us his food and let it go into our stomach and let us enjoy it. But prayer is unique, and it's your unique language between you and God. And let me tell you right now, the Heavenly Father wants to hear you speak. He wants to hear you articulate what you're dealing with. He might not already know what it is. He might have already heard the need, but he wants you to acknowledge it yourself. Because there's something about this unruly tongue that God wants us to get in charge of that would actually say, God, I'm dealing with this issue and I need you to work on it. God, I'm struggling with this, but God, I'm going to articulate it that the, the devil needs to hear the fact that even though I see the darkness, I know that there is light coming around the corner. We have to be a people that would understand that if we would get control of this tongue in our sufferings, instead of saying, oh, oh, my bank account's empty, I'm done. And if we would stop saying, oh, woe is me to this, because it's all falling apart. 
Or if we stop looking to the next person that say, oh, feel sorry for me because I'm dealing with this, and we would start unlocking the truth that says, God, I know you're my author and my finisher of everything I have. You are the final authority of everything that I deal with. I'm trusting you in this. We would unlock the truth because prayer is meant to be the power that gives us hope. Let me tell you, if we didn't serve a God that didn't love us, he would not hear from us. But I know the word says that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever would ever believe in him would not perish, but will have everlasting life. If he loves us enough to send Jesus, he loves you enough to hear you. Even Isaiah saw this example when he had the dream, when he says that all the prayers were coming up and it was like an incense to God, a smoothing and and, and soothing incense. Let me tell you, Your words matter as you acknowledge God and you realize what your power is in those aspects. But let me also tell you another aspect of prayer. It's meant to be a priority. Can I say that again? Your prayer is meant to be a priority. Christians and not Christians, it's not always a common thing to get up in the first thing in the morning and say, Lord, I acknowledge you today and pray that you move through the day. It's not a a normal thing for all Christians to wake up and, and get through that point and then get through the rest point. But the word says that we're to pray without ceasing. That means we don't stop. That means every day is a conversation with God all the way through. Let me tell you, I'll be honest, there are days that I get that phone call and I'm on the phone and I'm like, can I just get off the phone? Because I get tired of talking. I'm an introvert by nature. You get me into a large crowd, I don't like to do it as much as all that. That's just me. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've struggled. But there's a point where I have had to realize that my conversations with God are the most relevant and more powerful things that I'd ever have if I would just keep doing it. And I would just keep having that relationship because my conversations with God also shows my determination to love God. Your conversations with God have the ability to show your heart's inclination about how much you truly love him and truly rely on him with everything you have. Prayer has the ability to unlock those things, but it has to be your priority as you sacrifice a little bit of time just to talk with Jesus. I'm sorry, there is not a day that we should not go by church that we do not just say, God, I need you right now. There should not be a moment or, or even a, a car horn where we're like, God, touch this horrible person as they just cut me off. I'm just being real. God, we need him to move more than just on Sundays, more than on Wednesdays, more than on Tuesdays. We need him to move in all aspects, but that's going to come through the priority of prayer. Better yet, prayer has even more depth and dynamic because prayer is not just saying your needs. Prayer has got so much more depth. I got a list of types of prayers, and I see the time, and I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to be mindful of it. But prayer is meant to be a prayer of adoration. Adoration means love and affection and those things. Our prayer is meant to be a connection point. Even when our suffering is occurring, that it's supposed to be an adoration to God. Uh, Psalms 148 and 13 says, Let us praise the name of the Lord, for for his name alone is exalted, and his majesty is above the earth and heaven. 
if we would acknowledge his, his goodness and we would exalt his name in every aspect, and as we go into prayer and we would exalt the God that we know created everything, the God that has the final say, we would find and unlock the hope deeper within us. We would start telling the devil, devil, you don't have the authority because I know who's higher than everything, every thought. He's greater than everything that you've ever done, devil. It's, it's our hope in those aspects as we unlock it in the suffering that we're dealing with. But it's also meant to be a prayer of thanksgiving. So, uh, 1 Chronicles 16 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. For His loving kindness is everlasting. Let me tell you right now, if God is good, he needs to be exalted. And if God is good, as, as Amy was talking about how God is good and he defines what good is, and that means you can't add to it or take away from it, if he is the definition of it, we need to exalt it. I'm not good, because I'm not God. Scripture says no one is good, not even one. So why do I think I need to be exalted, but my prayer life should be the one that says I acknowledge you're good, and you're my good, good Father. You're the one that I need to pursue after because that is who you are, God. We need to have that thanksgiving in our hearts where we acknowledge those aspects. And better yet, we need to have a prayer of confession. That's a hard one for us all. Because, you know, we're not all sinners. No, I didn't cut that person off on the road. No, I don't cheat on my taxes. No, I don't just do the little things. No, I didn't lie about this or that. No, I didn't do that. No, Scripture says that we need to confess our sins, right? And that's where prayer unlocks that too. See, prayer has depth in it. It's got connection points. It's got all these different things. And when we're suffering, we're looking at one. One little point. We're looking at one little dot. But let me tell you, if I were to pull up a, a, a 4D idea of what it is, if you ever did geometry, you would understand there's an X and a Y axis. But if you add a depth, you have to add that extra line in there to do the three-dimensional aspect to it. And if you don't have that, it's just flat. But relationship with God and prayer with God has got depth to it. And it's going to have these axes. We have prayers for healing. Jeremiah 17, 14 says, Heal me, O Lord, and, and, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. There's depth to it. It's got power to it. It's got hope in it. If we would just get our mouths out of the way and start just proclaiming who he is. Better yet, prayer is a, one of help and deliverance. Psalms 1 and 7 says, or 107 says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Prayer is meant to be intercession. Better yet, prayer is meant to transform. Search me, oh God. If there's anything wicked within me, let me see it so I can cast it out as your Holy Spirit moves. Church, we have to be a people that unlock the power of prayer. 
It's the only way anything gets changed because I can tell you right now, I can articulate a great message. I could come up here and tell you, you are awesome, all that, and you're great, nothing's going to go wrong, go out, God loves you, and it's just going to be perfect. And you walk through the doors, and you walk out and go to Bob Evans, or, or Seize Waffles, or wherever you're going to, and you, you think you've got it all together, but if you have no power, because you have no prayer, guess what? You're walking into an empty trap, and the enemy is waiting like a roaring lion, to whom he shall devour or may devour. But we have to be a people of prayer. We have to be a people of prayer of blessing. Philippians 1 says, For God is my witness, how I long for you in all the, affli- or the, all the afflictions of Christ Jesus. And I, in this I pray, that your love may abound more and more in real knowledge and in this all discernment, so that you may uh, approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, Have, having been filled with the uh, fruit of righteousness, which is through Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. See, we need to be a church that understands prayer has dimensions. It's not simple just saying words, but it's got to have the power behind it as we speak it out with boldness. Father God, come into this place and exalt this place, Lord, as we just lift your name up and we just give you all the glory. That's what we need to start doing. We need to start humbling ourselves and praying a little deeper. I can only imagine what it would have been like in all the the Bible stories of people that had faith to do some miraculous things if they never prayed. Could you imagine Meshach, or the three Hebrew boys, I can't even think of their names right now. My brain is spacing Oh, yeah, you got it, Brother Steve. Could you imagine them being in that fiery furnace without prayer? Could you imagine Daniel going into the lion's den without any prayer? Because what it said, they threw him in there, and he says, I was praying all day and all night, but my king, I'm still alive because my God lives. Let me tell you right now, my God lives today even greater than what he did yesterday because he's still on the throne. Your God is one that wants to hear your words. He wants to let you unlock the truth within it as you speak forth what you need to unlock. Because sometimes God will let you go and stumble through the darkness until you truly acknowledge who he is. But that's always what prayer is about. It's unlocking the power. James alludes to it when he says if you're suffering. You see, everybody suffers. We all have hardships. Lord knows, my wife, no. (laughs) She gets mad if I say that. (laughs) Then I might get hurt by her, who knows. Who knows that when I was dealing with that whole marble stuff and tearing it all out, that I was going to have to suffer through this. But I count it all joy because I am praying that my God will use it to exalt His glory through it all. Because when this is all done and I'm all healed up, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise Him still nonetheless. Because I'm cheerful, because I'm thankful, because I know I'm blessed and highly favored, because the God that I serve and that I love is with me always and is not seeking to to leave me. The God that I serve is doing the same for you. He says I'm right next to you closer than a brother. But all you have to do is articulate it in your own words, your unique words, your ability to say that I trust you more than I trust myself, God. 
if we're suffering, if we would just turn and unlock that truth, we would see such miraculous miracles occur. Because it says faith without doubt can do much. Isn't that what scripture says? Because if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can look at the mountain and say, get over here, get yourself in that ocean over there and go flood yourself because I don't want to see you no more and it'll do it, right? That's what scripture says. If we would have faith without doubt and we would have the boldness to proclaim it through prayer that we would see the miraculous happen. I truly believe that if the church would start actually having that boldness in the prayer of suffering that we would start seeing cancer flee. That we would start seeing broken bones be mended. That we'd start seeing the dead rise again. That we would start seeing healings go across this world. And people would truly see that God has the power and the authority through those who are bold enough to not shut up. That's prayer. That's the dimensions of it. But we have to unlock it, church. We have to hunger for it, church. That's why I truly believe that when Kenny gets up here to do the prayer time, it's got power if we would be bold enough to actually ask God. Because we have not, because we ask not. Let me tell you, I'm asking God to do some miraculous things in this church that we're still waiting for him to do. And I'm patiently hoping and anticipating because I have faith greater than a mustard seed. I'm praying that seats will be full. I'm praying that lives will be restored. Marriages will be healed back together. That, that God would have his way in a whole bunch of different facets. What are you praying about? What are you asking God to do? Are you asking God for the little things? God, just give me a dime in my bank account and I'll be good so it's not in zero. God, just... Give me a little bit of gas so I can get through there. No, I'm going to ask the big prayers. God, my gas tank's on empty. Give me a full tank. Come on, church. Can we just be real? we got to be a little bit bigger because we have not, because we ask not. If we're not going to ask for the bigger things, then God's not going to give us the bigger things. But we have to be a people of prayer that ask for it. I'm asking God for some big, crazy dreams, 400 people in this church. Come on, who's going to join with me? Who's going to ask God that we'll see 400 lives get saved, transformed, and radically different because God is going to move? We have to do that. We're suffering. As we watch everybody around us suffer, we're suffering. So guess what? We're called to pray. But we have to be willing to not shut up. See, James alluded to that, that we have power if we would just control our tongues and be bold enough. But better yet, so many of us struggle with what to pray. I'm telling you right now, if you're struggling to not know what to pray, Jesus kind of laid it out for us in Matthew chapter 6. He says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts so that we will also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil if we would be bold enough to pray prayers like that we would see the difference and not just the rhythmic God who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
Lord, just give us this little power. Jesus didn't teach his disciples to pray like that. Jesus didn't teach his disciples to pray like that, church. He's not teaching you to pray like that. He's teaching you to tell you that you have to acknowledge who God is first. Our Father who art in heaven. He is in heaven and he needs to be exalted. But what we're asking for is the power of heaven to come down. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and thy will be done on the same ground. We ask not because we have not. If we would just unlock that, that power, that depth, that truth, that knowledge that we could hold on to, we would have greater depth. But what should also matter is the fact that we need to give him all the praise and all the glory for when we get through it. So often, we forget the other part of what James was saying. We've got to start getting ourselves a little ahead here. Because what James also said is prayer is great. Prayer is power. Prayer is everything you have. But on the flip side of past the suffering, what are you going to do? The world doesn't deal with this. The world prays, Lord, give me this. I need it. But the church is meant to understand that when we're cheerful enough, guess what we're going to do after that? We're going to exalt his name. We're going to praise his name. We're going to give him the glory and the honor for what he's done. We're going to acknowledge that he's the one that did it. That's what we have to have hope for. That's church. That's what we have to rely on. If we would hold on to that with everything we have, we would have the world looking at us going, that's the difference. That's the difference. We need him to come. But he's waiting on us. I'm sorry. I praise him when I get up. I praise him when I go down. I don't say that I lay my head, my soul to keep. I, I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Is that how it goes, Brother Steve? I'm, I, I, I didn't grow up in the church, so I, I, I had a little baby doll that my girls had that said that prayer, and it creeps me out every time I hear it. But it's, it's that kind of prayer that, 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 that has no, no power to it. You're just trying to cover your basis. You're trying to cover your bases. Lord, if I go to bed, I just pray you keep my soul. Yeah, I want you to keep my soul, but God, and if I die before I wake, no, no. If I die before I wake, I already know you're going to take my soul, God. That's what we got to start praying. God, I'm going to bed. This was the best day of my life. You're awesome, God. I saw you do this, and I saw you do that. It should be what our prayers are like. God, I watched you do this as I, as I was watching people transform their lives, as I was being the representation of what you called me to do today, Lord. You get the glory, God. And when I lay my head, I don't care if I wake up tomorrow, God, because I'm going to exalt you in heaven. That's what we are supposed to seek after. That's what we're supposed to unlock, church. We have to have that fire behind us. I love the song where it says, May the fire on my altar never burn out. Because Lord, make me a house of prayer by Eddie James. He's talking about a power that can be unlocked if we would just truly connect with the God who created it all. Lord, make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house of prayer. That should be the thing that beats in our hearts and every step. And may the fire of my altar, that praise that's burning within us, Never burn out because he is so good. If you'll stand with me this morning. 
If we would just have that, we would see a difference that's so much greater than what we'd ever seen before. If we would start unlocking the power of our praise as we acknowledge He's good no matter what we deal with, then we would see something greater come through. The Lord's given me a dream of a revival that's going to spark a revival within each and every one of us, but it's going to transpire as a fire moves from us to those around us. Because revival is always going to start with the church. There's always a remnant, no matter how bad the church gets. But the fire has got to start within the church first. We have to be the house of prayer, even in our suffering. We've got to be the house of praise, even in our suffering. We've got to be everything and unlock the truth within our own ideas of what we are dealing with and acknowledge that He is still God. And we are not. So if you ask this morning, I just want to ask you a real quick question. Do you want to unlock the prayer life that you need to have? If that's you this morning, just, pray, just raise your hand. This is not a salvation call. Do you want to unlock the prayer life that you still have yet to understand? Okay, I see hands going up all over the room. You see, what that is is you saying that I want to go deeper a little bit more today. I want to have a prayer life that's connected with the Creator today. What that's going to require is that you have a determination today. That you say, I raise my hand in faith, that I want to go deeper. But God, I'm going to connect with you every single day because I'm dedicating myself to you today. That's what that's all about. That's what it's always been about. God's not trying to give you a magic formula to say, you raise your hand, I'll make you that way. He's asking you, will you be determined that way? Will you sacrifice your life today and humble yourselves and pray today? So let's just go ahead and pray this morning that God would move no matter what, whether we raised our hand or not, and that he would unlock a fire that's going to burn within us that will not let us shut up any longer. Let people start seeing a difference within us. So Father God, Lord, I ask that you just move. Lord, we've been dealing with suffering in our life all this time, Lord. Up and down, neighbors left and right, Lord. And your word says to pray. Your word says to acknowledge that you are God and we can rely on everything that you have. God, even in the storms, you're still God. Even in all the doubts, you're still God. Even in our discouragements, you're still God. But God, we need you to be it all for us today. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. Let us just see your hands and feet move as we surrender ourselves and cast ourselves on an altar as a sacrifice to you, God. Let us live a life that's beating within our hearts, Lord, to be so ingrained and connected with you that we're so on fire for you. Because, God, even when we're in the weakest moments, we want to praise you. Even in our doubts, we want to praise you. Even in our discouragements, we want to praise you. Even when we fear that it's all over, God, we want to praise you. But God, we want you to be it all. So Lord, I ask you just help those that raised their hand this morning. Remind them as they get through the days, Lord, nudge on them and say, did you ask me today? Have you talked to me today? 
Are you going deeper with me today? Holy Spirit, I ask that you just be the helper that you say that you are as you invade their lives and in their bubbles, Lord, and speak to them through your spirit, God, and just remind them tomorrow, Lord, as they wake up to spend a few seconds with you, a few moments with you, as they go through the day to spend those times, and as the next day comes, and the next day, and the next day, keep doing it, Lord, and letting this fire that burns within us, Lord, that your Spirit gives, be the thing that bursts forth in all parts of their lives, in all parts of their words, their actions, their deeds, and even in their driving, Father. Let it be the fire that shows that you're within them, and that you're empowering them to get through it all. Because we cannot do anything apart from you, God. It's the breath that in our lungs, Lord, that you gave us. It's the heartbeat that's in our chest, Lord, that you allowed to beat. So therefore, Lord, we just want to give it all back to you as we exalt your name. God, we give it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, oh. I love every single one of you this morning. I'm thankful for every single one of you. But I want to ask you, don't get discouraged. If you miss something, just keep picking it up. Because walking with God is not an easy once-all pick up and get going. It's a journey that's going to have stumbling blocks and trips. Lord knows there are days that I get tripped up sometimes, and I'm the pastor, and I'm just being real. But let me tell you, it's worth it as we walk in a connection with God, holding his hand, and he lifts us back up because it says, though we fall, his righteous right hand will lift you back up. He's that loving father, and all he's asking is that you would just acknowledge that and walk with him. So as we get ready to dismiss today, I ask that you just go and be the church. Go and love God with everything that you have, but go and be the church to everyone you go around. Love them as your neighbor, as yourself, because that's what the commandment says. So just let's just pray one more time. Father God, Lord, as they get ready to leave today, Lord, I ask you just empower them. Strengthen them, embolden them, and, and just be with them, Lord. Protect them all until we get to come back again together as one body. But Lord, let them be the church to those around them, Lord. Let them be the difference maker to somebody this week, Lord, where they acknowledge them, Lord, and show them that they're loved and empower a truth within them, Lord, that it just exposes you to somebody else. But God, just be with us all, Lord, and keep us safe until we see each other again, Lord. And we praise you for what you're doing. As the church is getting ready to leave, Lord, we just want to give you all the glory. Well, Lord, we just want to give you a shout right now, Lord. Church, let's just give him a shout of praise real quick this morning. That's what he needs. That's what we need to start unlocking a little bit more. Just give him a little bit longer. Come on, just give him a round of applause this morning. Lord, we give you it all, Father God, because we know that you're good. We're praising you through the storm, Lord. We're acknowledging that you're good, God. Lord, be with us in Jesus' name. And the church said, I love you all. I'll see you guys next week. Or Tuesday, if you can come out. Oh, uh, What time is it, Jackie? Do you remember? Okay, if you want to come out, you got my text message number on the bulletin. Text me you want to come out, and I'll send out a text message as soon as I find out. Or I'll put it on social media, too. That's how we'll do it. Uh, Go and be the church. We love you guys.